the Old Premeds Podcast, session number 19. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, or you're changing careers. You're now ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your journey to becoming a physician. Welcome back to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. I hope you have had a wonderful week since our last visit, or it might have been just a couple seconds if you are batch listening to this podcast. I have an awesome question today, something that is very common for non-traditional students when they have so little time because they're taking care of family, taking care of their test prep, taking care of classes, sometimes things might get left out and some of those things might be important. Let's go ahead and dive into the question and welcome Rich to the show. Rich, welcome back to the Old Pre-Meds podcast. How are you doing today? I'm just typically spectacular. Typically spectacular. I like that. I like that. Instead of atypically spectacular. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, the question today, I wonder if the banter gets, uh, if, if, the, if, if you're listening, you like this banter, let us know, let me know. <laughs> the, um, the question today from oldpremeds.org is a question about application timing and if this poster should apply to medical school or not. Uh, uh, this person's a non-traditional student, they're 24, they finished undergrad with a double major in English lit and Spanish language. Don't ask me how you double major in two different languages. Um, That's fine. Uh, Decent GPA, but struggled in the science prereqs. It sounds like they were pre-med, but decided to double major um, in, in the liberal arts. They, as, as soon as they graduated, went back and did a do it yourself post back at the same school did well, uh, focusing just on those prereqs. But along that course, um, taking those courses and probably working, um, they didn't get a lot of shadowing and volunteering done. And so they're questioning whether or not they should apply with such little experience or take some time, get the experience that they need under their belt, and then apply following that. This particular poster raises a series of questions that go beyond just the internship and job opportunities they're looking at. Um, Just noticing, which I see many applicants make the assumption, which is incorrect, that the more they do as an undergraduate in terms of academia, the better they'll look as a candidate. And that is not necessarily the case. You need to be able to do well in what you pick. If you take on too much, such as a double major a minor in something, and try to do prereqs, you risk not doing well. And that may be part of the problem here. Um, Because all your grades for the allopathic medical schools will count no matter if you retake them or not. The second thing is that medical schools want to see motivation, commitment, and achievement. Commitment is not something I think can be shown by just having a semester or two of shadowing and volunteering 
but has to show that you have extracurriculars involved that you have some sort of commitment to for some time. And that really helps the ADCOM get a mindset of who you are. Med school is a long commitment, and they want to see that you're committed to certain things that will add to that med school for you completing med school. Um, the other issue with this particular student is just noticing um, that they also happen to have a C in one of the class, a C minus in one of the classes they didn't retake. Some med schools will not accept that grade. You may have to consider retaking that class solely for just making the grade that's going to be acceptable as a prerequisite. So in the ultimate answer for this applicant, you want to be the strongest applicant on your first application as you can be. Not having sufficient volunteering, shadowing, extracurriculars are going to make you a weaker candidate and therefore should strongly consider putting off a cycle until they have those under their belt and can look like a much stronger competitive candidate. Yeah, I I think... In the pre-med years podcast, session 171, I think it is, is an interview with a former um, dean of admissions at UC Irvine. Uh, She's now doing curriculum stuff at Keck School of Medicine. But I had a great conversation with her about reapplicants, and we talked about why first-time applicants don't get into school. And she said one of the biggest mistakes that first-time applicants make is applying without the proper clinical experience specifically. They're not getting enough hands-on clinical experience to, to show to the schools that they know what they're getting into. It's interesting that I've also heard, in some ways, the opposite, where you see students who, say, have tried to just build up the hours of shadowing to the point that they're almost meaningless and some admissions directors think students rely too much on too many hours as somehow in enhancing other weaknesses in their application. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So, I, it, I love those posts on Student Doctor Network about the, the what are my chances posts. They go, uh, I have uh, 3,000 hours of uh, shadowing time, 6,000 hours of... Um, of uh, soup kitchen work, and uh, I have a 2.6 GPA. What are my chances? (laughs) I actually have sort of made a personal commitment not to look at the what are my chances posts. I do not answer them. Um, I think that it's almost a, I won't use the, well, I I would think it's ridiculous for students who looking at that, they really have to look at themselves and evaluate what they need to do, and you always need the grades. Uh, I wanted to point out one other thing from this particular post, and he mentioned shadowing and volunteering, and it's an important distinction that a lot of students don't make. Volunteering is when you're doing something for others. Now, you can be volunteering in a clinic, volunteering in a nursing home, volunteering geriatric care. There's a lot of places to show volunteering to help others. Shadowing is something you do for yourself. You're following a doctor around. Um, it's much more valuable, though not necessary, that if you've been a long-time volunteer in an organization and have shown commitment, shown achievement, perhaps you've become somehow uh, organizing things for this volunteer association, perhaps conferences, etc., having a letter from a supervisor in there would be much more valuable than a letter from some doctor you shattered for a few hours. Um, students are 
somehow under the belief that having a letter from an MD is always going to look at better, and that is not the case by the ad comms. They want to show that somebody who can talk about who you are. That's much more important. Yeah. I like it. And and for the what are my chances questions, I did a podcast episode a while ago, back in session 75 of the, at the time it was called the Medical School Headquarters Podcast, now the pre-med year. So if you want to go to medicalschoolhq.net slash 75, I have a, a very big dialogue about what are my chances. So hopefully that'll help you. All right, there you have it. I had mentioned the other podcast with Christine. Again, you can listen to that at medicalschoolhq.net slash 171. That's an episode with Christine, and we talk about why students don't get into medical school their first time applying. And so that kind of pertains to the discussion that we had today. If you have a great question for us, or maybe a not-so-great question that we can answer, go to oldpremeds.org and leave us a question there. Rich and I will hopefully get to it soon, but I know that sooner other great members of the Old Premeds community will be there to help as well. Again, I hope you join us next week here at the Old Premeds Podcast.